to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. In heaven, we are grateful and thankful for this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity that you have given us to gather together as a church. Lord, since the pandemic, oh God, there has not been a Sunday that we have not gathered. And Lord, we give you the glory. We thank you. Father, there is a reason and a purpose for everything that you do. Yes. And we know, Lord, that you have a reason for this. Amen. And Father, your word says that your eyes are over us, oh God. Is there not even the hair on our head, not even a follicle will fall without you knowing. Amen. Because you have counted them, Lord. You know our infirmities. You know our weaknesses. And Lord, we pray that even through this challenge, the challenge with the pandemic, we pray, Father, that you see us through. Amen. May none of us backslide. May none of us be left behind. This afternoon, we ask that you give us of your spirit to speak to us. And through your word, Lord, draw us even closer to you. Amen. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together as you take your seats, please? Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, once again, on behalf of the presiding bishop, you are all welcome to our gathering service, amen. our e-gathering service. Ooh. And... Um, we are still in our status 527, and this afternoon we are sharing, we continue to share from the book Steps to the Anointing by our prophet Bishop Dagiwad Mills, Steps to the Anointing. And today mm. I am sharing from chapter 17, Steps to Losing the Anointing. Hey. Steps to Losing the anointing. That means you steps that you can take so that you can lose the anointing. Forgive. Wow. Isn't that powerful? powerful. <laughs> that people will actually take steps. You know, as people are taking steps for the anointing, mercy. people finish and then they take steps to lose the anointing. God have mercy. Too much. Wonderful. Now, I want to remind you that this year, mm. some of you have forgotten, but this year is our year of the shepherd. Do you remember? The year of the shepherd. And the most important aspect of the shepherdorial work or the shepherd's work is the anointing. Okay. And um, we have been talking a lot about the anointing. You know, last Friday, the prophet led us to pray for the Holy Spirit in a very powerful way. You know, and we've been, we've been talking a lot about anointing in the last few weeks. You've been yes. sharing from the book, Steps to the Anointing. Mm. And today we are talking about how a person can lose the anointing after you have received it. After you have received the anointing, how you can lose it. And that is what we are talking about. Mm. Now, you know, we are, we are reading from chapter 17. We are all reading. So you have your book, just get your book. This is in the Macarius. Take your copy. 
and let us read it. And it says, Saul. Saul is one of the beautiful Bible examples of someone who received the anointing. Unfortunately, he's also a sad example of someone who lost the anointing. Yes. I believe you all know about Saul yes. and how Samuel anointed him and he turned into another man. And then how subsequently he lost the anointing. So when we talk about someone who received the anointing, the classic example that we talk about is Saul. How God sent Samuel to anoint Saul. Do you see? And we also see when we are talking about someone losing the anointing, Saul posed as a very good example. So not only did he lose the anointing, but evil spirits also evaded his soul. Mary. They evaded his soul. A study of his life will reveal how he lost the precious gift and position that he had. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want you to turn your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 10. We are reading all the way to verse 29. So I need all of your attention. It's a very, very interesting and a sad story, but um, I want all of your attention because it is something that applies to all of us and pertains to all of us. True. Okay, so just um, be attentive as we read this passage from 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 10. It says, Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, it repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and had not performed my commandment. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. Wow, look at that. You see, it, it says, it repented me. That means I regret. Forgive. I regret that I have set up Saul to be king. This mm. is God saying this to Samuel. Mm. That he has regretted setting up Saul to be king. Mercy. He's sorry for setting up Saul to be king. He's sorry for choosing Saul to be king. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, and he, he says, for he has turned back from following me. Mm. and had not performed my commandments. This is what has led to God being regretful of choosing Saul. Wow. Because he's giving you the reason. Do you understand? He's giving you the reason. You see, sometimes, you know, we do certain things and we, we sin and we know that it is wrong. And then we say, God understands. Kabadush. Do you understand? And we say, God is merciful. Mm. But here, the Bible says, God says, I have regretted. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. And he's giving you the reason. He said, because he has turned back from following me and had not performed my commandments. Not performing God's commandments is sin. Isn't that sin? Yes. yes. Anything we do outside of God's commandment, if we disobey his commandment, we have sinned. Okay? So bringing... You perhaps God has also regretted blessing you, mm. bringing you into a certain blessing. God Mercy. has regretted. Mercy. 
Perhaps for some of us, God has regretted even bringing us to this country, bringing you to America. For God indeed. has regretted. Hey. Lord have mercy. God has regretted that you now you have an American passport. Kabadash. God has regretted. Hey. You see, you, you, your accent is as heavy as board wood. I was flying on a Delta airline to a certain country and there were certain people on the aircraft you okay. know and they all pulled the american passport and they can't even speak english forgive you know they are asking help to fill the form they are asking help they have they have pulled the american passport this is putting the information on the form for me please my brother can you help me <laughs> and they are holding their passports <laughs> American. And American. you have become you have become big in your <laughs> eyes. And God says, I've regretted even bringing you here. Hey. So we know where we were, where we know from where God took us. Completely. And God is saying, I have regretted. Mercy. Some people, God has regretted giving you a husband. Hey. Giving Go you there. a husband. Go God there. has regretted the way you have turned to become. God has regretted giving you a wife. Kabadosh, mercy, Lord. Amen. Amen. Some people, God, uh, God has regretted giving us children. Oh, ho, ho. you understand? Hey. Has this... God regretted helping you to finish school? This small school that you finish, this Aaron. small degree that you have, God has regretted even making you pass this exam. Forgive. Aaron, because Aaron. you were a different person before you passed this. <laughs> Some of us, God has regretted giving us a certain job. Mercy, mercy. You understand? Putting you into a certain position, God has regretted. Forgive. Don't let God's blessings in your life cause you to turn back and mm. from following him mm. and not obeying his commandments. Don't let his blessings turn you. He says, for he has turned back from following me and had not performed my commandments. Sometimes even God's blessings is the reason why we don't even come to church. True. Right when I came back and I was tired. The God <laughs> that God has given you has made you tired so much that you cannot come to serve him. Even <laughs> in your own home, you can still get up to serve God. Okay. We say, don't take a cab, don't go anywhere, don't take a train, don't walk in the cold. Just rise up and come on a service. You can't. They say, Reverend, I'm scheduled for work today. Say, I'm working today. <laughs> I have to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Let's continue to read. You are preaching already. This, Too powerful. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Camel. And behold, he set him up a place mm. and is gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Wow, look at that. You see, so when God spoke to Samuel, Samuel heard this. So Samuel went to look for Saul. Hey. Now, the, the, and the, when he was asking the people, they said, oh, Saul, he came here to Carmel and he built a monument for himself after the war, that mm. achievement that God is angry with him. Mm -hmm. He came to build a monument mm -hmm. and he set him up a place that is build him up a monument and he's going about like going from town to town, receiving 
praises. <laughs> and he passed on, and now he's gone down to Gilgal. Wow. You see, so it's not clear if Saul actually understood that he had sinned against God because after this tragic event, look at the things he's doing. <laughs> Building himself a monument to commemorate his victory. Kabaya. And he was actually proud of what he had done. He, has, he was proud of what he has done. And we can see his answers when Samuel find him. You let's read. You can hear some of the things. He says, and Samuel came to Saul. And Saul said unto him, blessed be thou of the Lord. That's all. <laughs> he says, oh, be blessed, brother. Be blessed, prophet Samuel. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. And someone said, what meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen which I hear? Someone said, if you have performed the commandments of God, why do I hear all these goats bleating and the sheep bleating and the cows lowing? Why do I hear the cattle lowing? And Saul said, they have brought them from Amalekites. They brought them from the Amalekite. For the people spared the best, only the best. We just bought the best of the sheep and of the oxen. He said the people. He, he said, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. We are going to sacrifice it to your God. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, he said, we, brought, we went to the war, we fought the people, we killed them, and we saved the best of the sheep and the oxen, and the reason we are going to sacrifice it to your, your God. So, yeah. you know what you want as a pastor? Yes, yeah. you want offering. We brought them. We support Holy Jesus. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Look at how he's talking. You see? Then Samuel said unto Saul, stay. That means stop. And I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. Mm. And he said unto him, stay on. Preach on. <laughs> he says, stop talking and listen to what the Lord told me this night. He said, what is it? Tell me. What did he say? Tell say me. On. Say on. Say on. I'm ready. Anything. I've done my and duty. Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, when mm. you were little in your own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? Wow. And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Mm. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. You see, so he's saying that when you were little, when you were in that small village in your country, Kabadosh. didn't you remember? How you used to cry to me? Uh, um, green card lotto. Green card this. <laughs> how you used to cry? Oh, the interview, Lord. How you used to go to church fasting? How you used to cry? Hey. Did you remember? <laughs> and now I have brought you. When you were little, when you didn't have anything, even your plane ticket, after you have gotten the visa, it was so, a problem. Kadabai. The whole family put funds together. It was still not enough. Your community support. The whole community, <laughs> the whole town. Because you have, the whole town has to come and support. Don't you remember? Community remember. Today you are saying you are tired. You are in a bed. You, know, you have a bedroom. 
you have hey. a bed. You actually have a, 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 a what do you call it? Comforter. You, Comforter. you <laughs> and because of that, you cannot come out of that comforter to sit in a chair to turn oh, a video on. Forgive, forgive. He said, don't you remember when you were small in your own eyes? How that I anointed you to be mm. leader of the Israelites. And the Lord sent thee on a journey. The Lord sent thee on a journey. This is the God sent you. God mm. says, come and serve me. Mm. And he gave you instructions, specific instructions. And he says, as we are home, this is how we are going to serve God. We will mm. all rise up, dress up. You don't you see me in a tie? Uh, we do. I'm in my house. Don't you know that? I'm oh, in yes. my house. Yes. Don't wow. you remember some time ago, I was sitting down and ministering to you, and I said, this is not proper. Wow. And I rose up. I'm, sit, I'm, standing, I'm standing behind the pulpit right now as I'm wow. talking to you. Wow. I said, it's a church. Let's do it properly. Find me a corner in the house. Let me set it up. As I'm preaching to the church. Powerfully. Wow. You understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Mm. Wherefore then this thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but this fly upon the spoil and this evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said unto Samuel, yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and I have gone the way which the Lord sent me. Is it not come on the Zoom you want? I'm listening to you. Forgive. Whether I am in bed or I am, what does it matter? I'm listening. You are preaching. I had a message. What do you mean I wasn't in the church? I wasn't in the service. I can tell you everything you preach about. Mercy. Even though my video was off. It's just my video that was off. Yeah. Mm. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. He says, and Saul said, you see, you see, following specific instructions of the Lord, eh, it is very important. And I True. want to tell you that these instructions, are you listening to me? Yes, please. These instructions that Saul received, they were coming from the Lord, but it no. was Samuel that delivered instructions to Saul. Wow. Wow. And so when wow. a man of God stands before you and he says, Come and do this. This is what we are doing. Let us all rise up and do this. Take it as coming from the Lord. I am not standing here on my own. At all. You understand? I am not standing here on my own. Mm. I'm standing here speaking to you in the stead of God. Amen. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. We do. So when we take the message, you see, the way Saul was answering, you see, he was not, he was not even thinking of the perspective of God, God hearing this. At all. He was not. Look at this. He says, and Saul said unto Samuel, yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, <laughs> and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and mm. have brought Agak, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Did God tell him this? God did not tell him that. He didn't ask for Agag to be alive. God did not ask for Agag. God did not even mention Agag. I can mm. go back and read the instructions exactly how someone <laughs> delivered the message of God to Saul. Mm. And I've utterly destroyed the Amalekites. The next mm. thing, the next verse. Is it? And Saul said unto, 
Okay. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, mm. the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. He says, I did everything the Lord told me. I went the way he told me to go. I killed the people. I only spared Agar, the king. Only, yeah. only Agar. Back and the then we spared some precious oxen and precious sheep. Mm. We took the, the chief of the things. That means mm. the best of the things. Which should have been utterly destroyed. We should have destroyed them, but we spared them. <laughs> and we brought them to sacrifice to your God. Your God, not my God. In and yeah. someone said, had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, mm. behold, to obey is better Starting than sacrifice, sacrifice and to hearken than the fact of rams. rams. Wow. So what Samuel is saying is that, he says, does God have any great delight does God, does God have any great delight in burnt offerings and yes. sacrifices than he would in the obeying his voice? Mm. God will prefer that you obey his voice than to sacrifice. True. He says, behold, to obey is better, better than sacrifice. And to hearken or to listen or to be obedient or to be submissive than the fat of rams, to kill expensive fat of rams to the Lord. Mm. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Mm. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Wow. So he's comparing two wild things mm. to rebellion. <laughs> rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. As a witch. Witchcraft is, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be called a witch. Forgive. <laughs> but your rebellious behavior makes you a witch hey. or a wizard. Kabbalah, your stubbornness, the way you are stubborn, the Bible says your stubbornness is equal to idolatry. <laughs> worship an that idol. You have some talisman that you worship <laughs> because you are stubborn. <laughs> you have a little doll in your home that you worship because Lebra. of your stubbornness. You Lebra. are compared to someone who has a, 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 a voodoo. Kabadas. Do you understand? Preach on. Because thou have rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. Now finally, look. He said, I have sinned. How many scriptures? I have regressed, I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and thy words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Wow. The people. Wow. I fear the people and obey their voice. And wow. then the next verse, the next verse, it says, Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. Nice. Verse 26, And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, mm. for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Mercy. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and it rent. So Samuel was going away. He finished talking to him. He said, he said Samuel, can you come with me to Gilgal? Mm. And I, I will tell you why Saul wanted Samuel to come with him to Gilgal. He says, come with me to Gilgal to sacrifice. And Samuel said, I'm not coming with you because God has rejected you. 
And now Samuel turned away to go. He held Samuel's garment and it rent, it broke, it tore. Okay, and then verse 28, and Samuel said unto him, the Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day mm. and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Wow, a neighbor. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent for he is not a man that he should repent. Wow. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now, I pray thee, before mm -hmm. the elders of my people and before Israel, and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. You see, this is the reason why his repentance, he wanted someone, go back, verse 30, we end here. Why some, he wanted someone to come with him. He says, I have sinned, yet honor me now. Mm. I pray thee before the elders of the people. Just let the people see, you know, that I'm still a king. Now, honor me. Come with me. Take it. And before Israel, and mm. turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. You see? So for the people's sake, so that the people will see that, you know, everything is okay. Come with me. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And I think that is not true repentance, in my opinion. Oh, yes. Wonderful. So we are going through few steps. I think um, we can only go through some few of these steps to prevent you from losing the anointing. I love it. Steps to prevent you from losing the anointing. Amen. So step number one, don't disobey the specific commands of the Lord for your ministry. Amen. Don't disobey the specific commands of the Lord for your ministry. Amen. To disobey God is to reject his commandments. Mm. If you sow a seed of rejection, you will be rejected yourself. Mercy. So Saul had a specific charge to eliminate the Amalekites. His failure to do this specific duty led him losing the anointing. Mercy. It led to his losing the anointing because he didn't obey the specific instruction that God gave to him. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, some of you have certain conviction to do a specific thing for God. Yes. Your ministry does not necessarily mean being a preacher. Do you understand? Yes. Wow. Says, the first step says, don't disobey the specific commands of the Lord for your ministry. So your ministry does not necessarily mean being a preacher. Okay. Crazy. Sometimes there are some of you, God visits you, God visits you in a dream. Some of you, you get visions. And God gives you a vivid dream, a vivid account of events. Mm. Sometimes God gives you a vivid account of events about somebody. And you don't do anything about it. Mercy. You don't do anything about a dream. Sometimes God visits you in a dream and he shows you something that someone is doing or something that is going to happen to someone you particularly you in particular god visits you in a dream why do you think that god will not show that person that dream but it is you mm. you see maybe you are to pray about it for the person amen maybe you are to pray about the specific thing for the person because come to think about it god did not visit that person but god showed you how special do you think you are mm. but you would rather not pray about it you rather tell people mercy you tell everyone about the dream and you will you not are, pray about the dream you are preaching 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Perhaps you no longer, you are no longer having any more dreams. Mercy. Because of this behavior. You don't have dreams anymore. Mm. You don't specific dreams don't come to you anymore. And it's a sign how God has also rejected you. Mercy. Forgive. Wow. And you go on to a neighbor who is better than you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So perhaps God is also saying that it repented me that I've been giving you all these dreams. Because you don't do anything about them. You don't write them down. You don't pray about them. You just have been having dreams. Hey, I have a dream about this. Hey, do you see what is happening to her? I dream about him. I dream about her. You know, I saw this coming. I saw this and you didn't do anything about it. Mm. Mm. So when God visits you in a dream to show you something, it is your ministry. God has given you the ministry of dreams and prayers and interpretation. You must do something about it. Night visions. Hallelujah. Thank you for teaching us. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. And if you don't do anything about it, God will take that away. It says, then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, it repented me that I have set up, this is 15 verse 10, that I have set up Saul to be king. For he is turned back from following me and had not performed my commandments. Mm. And it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night. Step number two, don't become big in your own eyes. Amen. Don't become big in your your own own eyes. eyes. He said Saul was anointed when he was small in his own eyes. Mm. It is important to continue to see yourself as little, to see yourself as unimportant, Mm. to see yourself as insignificant in order to maintain the anointing in your life. Amen. Did you hear me? Yes. Yes. It is important if you want to maintain the anointing upon your life, it is important for you to continue to remain small in your eyes. Amen. For you to remain insignificant. Keep teaching. Wow. You understand? Yes. For you to continue to, it says in verse 17, first Samuel, it says, and Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? Mm. And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. That is when thou was small in thy own sight. So God must have a reason why he selects people who are small in their own eyes. Wow. God must have a reason. Perhaps such people are attracted to God. Wow. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Because, you see, it is only by true humility. I mean, honest humility. humility. True humility. It is by true humility that a person will look upon himself as a small in his own eyes. Mm. It is true humility. When God has really elevated you and you know you have been elevated, you have become powerful, you have become a wife, Obontia, you have become a husband, you have become a father, you have become a mother, you have become mm. a manager, you have become a supervisor, and to still look upon yourself in your own eyes as insignificant, is a sign of true humility. Amen. Amen. Oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. We do. 
Because you yourself know that you were small in your own eyes. Oh, yeah. And now you have been elevated. Mm. You have been changed. But looking at yourself as small in your own eyes, it shows true humility. And anyone who has true humility, you are attracted to God. Amen. And he Amen. continues to rest the anointing upon you. Amen. That is why it is important to remain small in your own sight. So the anointing will continue to remain upon you. Amen. I tell you, God intentionally chooses people who are small, people who are insignificant. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. If you have that, you can read that. If you have that, you can show us the Amplified Version. But if you don't have it, just listen to me. It says, just, just look at your own calling. Mm. Consider your own calling, brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise True. according to human estimates and standards. Are you listening? So yes. it says, even the call of God, God choosing people to do his work. It says, not many, not many not were many. considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. True. Not many were influential and powerful. Mm. So it, it means that God intentionally chooses people like this. Mm. Not many of high and noble birth. True. You don't have any name. <laughs> not many the majority of the people that God chooses to do his work they are not of noble birth they are not powerful they are not influential they are not considered wise mm. according to human estimates and mm. I want you to understand he says according to human estimates and standards yeah because in God's estimates and standards, you are very wise. That's why he chose you. Preach on. So being small in your own eyes is a sign of wisdom in the eyes of God. Amen. And the next verse, verse 27, it says, No, for God selected deliberately. You see, that's why I wanted you to see in the, American, in the Amplified Version that God selected means deliberately chose mm. what in the world is foolish mm. Mm. to put the wise to shame. Amen. So God has a reason. God has a reason for choosing people who look small in their own eyes. And On so purpose. God will always have a reason to remain or the anointing to remain on people who continue to look small in their own eyes. Amen. God has a, a reason to keep wives who look small in their own eyes, even they are married to a powerful husband. Keep preaching. Even wow. they are married to a powerful wife. Even you have the best of jobs. You have a high earning salary. Your salary is big and you still look small in your own eyes. Preach on. God has a way. God, you are attracted to God like that. Amen. With wisdom. And he continued to bless you because you are attractive. When you still look small, because when you look small in your own eyes and God bless you, that blessing from the initial stage is what will make him continue to bless you if you are oh, still yes. small in your eyes. Keep preaching. Oh, you don't understand my message. We do. You are preaching powerfully. But oftentimes, yes. that is not what happens to us. Mm. When God elevates us, we become big. 
Forgive. You become big because now you went to certain school. <laughs> and, the, even, and the church is too small for you. Because people like us, because we didn't go to Ivy League schools. We don't have Aaron. You move with certain class of people. You are embarrassed <laughs> to be with certain people. But you don't understand that when you were like this, it's when God picked you up. Yeah. No amongst us. When you become big in your eyes, God will drop you down. Mm. Because then he has no reason. You are not attracted to him. Mercy. You're preaching. You don't understand my message. Oh, we do. You are preaching. You are preaching. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. Join it. If you take it, it will bless you. Amen. Yes, God deliberately chose what is what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame, and mm. what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. Mm. Twenty-eight. He says, and God also selected or deliberately chose what in the world is low-born. Mm. and insignificant mm. and branded and treated with contempt mm. even the things that are nothing that he might depose and bring to nothing the things that are but we will never when we are when we are treated with contempt we say you don't know who you mm. who, you don't know who i am uh, you don't know who you're dealing with <laughs> <laughs> and god's deliberately chose so that no mortal man, no mortal man, and you are mortal man. That means you die. You will die. Everyone will die. All of us will die. Yes. No mm -hmm. mortal man should have pretense for glorying and boast in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Powerful. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. So don't become big in your own eyes. Saul was made ahead when he saw himself a little, as little, the surest way to lose your leadership in ministry is to stop seeing yourself as a little nobody. And unfortunately, in ministry, when you elevate people, they become big. They become so pompous that you cannot even instruct them anymore. You give someone small position, small post, and then they are changed. Mm. They become message. disrespectful. You know, they doing all kinds of things, speaking anyhow to people. Mm. Mercy. But always remain humble. Let me tell you, even you yourself, you know that when people are humble, they are attracted to you. That's you true. yourself, you know that. Yeah. Number three, I guess that's the only one we can, we can go through all of these things. A powerful book, it's a very powerful yeah. book. Yeah, Don't become interested in the financial and earthly benefits of ministry. Kabadosh, preach on. Saul jumped onto the benefits of his war with the Amalekites and grabbed what he could. This angered the Lord because he had developed an interest in other things. Mm. So sometimes ministers also develop interest in other things. Yeah. When the ministry becomes big, we develop yeah. interest in other things. We develop interest in the finances, money. Ferrari. That's why I am blessed to be in this church that pastors don't have to deal with money. But that, that we are not even, we, we, but God has given us even the grace to just volunteer to do the work of God. Grace. That grace. money is not the motive for this so, work. Money is so. not the motive. It says, and the Lord sent thee a, on a journey 
verse 18. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners and the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Mm. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but this fly upon the spoil. That means you, you went over to get <laughs> the spoil, the goods, mm. and this evil in the sight of the Lord. So letting financial benefits of your work for God become a priority, you sin against God. Mm. Okay, you, you do evil in the sight of the Lord. Nice. Number four, don't sacrifice instead of obeying God. Oh. Don't sacrifice instead of obeying God. This, and Samuel said, verse 22, and Samuel said, had the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, mm. as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So doing all sorts of difficult work, you know, doing all sorts of difficult and sacrificial things for God, hey. rather than listening to the voice of the Spirit, angers God. And wow. leads to the anointing being leaked out. Mm, nice. Wow. Last Friday, you remember how Bishop was showing how the anointing takes off as it's landing on you, mm. on a, like a plane, and then it takes off. You are preaching. The last prayer meeting. You oh, see, yes. so when you when when you 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 feel like you are doing more things, and that is how Saul felt. He felt that he has gone to the war. He has fought this hard battle. He has killed all the people. And so he felt that he has sacrificed. Yeah, he has, he has given God oxen. He has <laughs> given God oxen. And <laughs> the Bible is saying that to listen to the voice of God and to hearken to his commandments and his voice is more important than the hard work mm. that you do. True. And as you are aware, it is even common in the ministry, common oh, for yeah. all of us, oh, yeah. that we do certain difficult things for the Lord, and yeah. it makes us feel good. All night prayers. <laughs> you go for all night prayers, <laughs> and it makes you feel good than to hey. do some simple things that you are instructed to do. That shall not fornicate, you see. <laughs> so no matter what you do, it is important that you seek to hear the voice of God, no matter what you do. Amen. It can appear to be very hard sacrificial work to the Lord, but you must listen to the voice of God. That is why it's important for everyone to wait on the Lord. No matter what you are doing, you are a treasurer, you are a chorister, you are an usher, you have to wait on the Lord. Thank you. Perhaps that's not even what God wants you to do. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Yes, you are preaching powerfully. I love this don't message. Feel, don't feel that, you know, hard and difficult tasks are the things that impress God. Yeah. What impress God is that you hearken to his voice and you obey his commandment. Amen. When we read something in the scriptures and we explain it to you and you are doing that, that is more important to God. More blessed. That is more, you get more blessed mm. that you hear something that was read in the scriptures and you decide to obey it. It is a more of a blessing than doing million things for the Lord. What a word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And then let me give you the last one. And then, I mean, this, I think we can only, there are about nine points. But let me give you the last one here. It's our church. Okay. No revival. It says, 
avoid rebellion and witchcraft. Avoid rebellion and witchcraft. That one. Okay. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hey. That's verse 23. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Hmm. Because thou hast rejected the, the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. So Saul was rebuked for witchcraft and rebellion. Oh. Witchcraft is the use of other powers to control people. Unfortunately, some ministers can use other powers apart from the Holy Spirit to Mercy. control people. They are pushed around by manipulative powers and other controls, such as cases and accusations. So there are certain sins that are compared to witchcraft and mm. stubbornness. And we all have to be very careful, you know, with such sins. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Uh, you see, I was reading this from the New Living Translation, um, First Samuel. Let me read from First Samuel chapter 23 from the New Living Translation. It says, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and mm. stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Mm. So because you have rejected the commands of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Mm. Then verse 24, it says, then Saul admitted to Samuel, yes, I have sinned. You see, we are talking about rebellion and stubbornness. Do you see? Then now Saul admitted to Samuel and said, yes, I have sinned. I have disobeyed your instructions. So first of all, we, we saw Samuel, I mean, we saw Saul disobeying the commandments of God. Mm -hmm. And even as Samuel was bringing to his attention, he was giving excuses and reasons. So he was showing a sense of stubbornness. Yeah. Instead of admitting this immediately and quickly, he was being stubborn. Yeah. And giving reasons, I'm sacrificing this to your God. I brought the best <laughs> justifying your sins. Hey, you understand? And sometimes, you see, sometimes when you are told something, it is yeah. better that you do it than to be stubborn about it and then go about and doing the same thing that you are told. Mm. That the Bible says it is like witchcraft. That person who is like that is a witch. Mercy. Is a witch. And I'm showing you something right here. He says, I have disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's command, for I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. But now please forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel replied, I will not go back with you. Since you have rejected the Lord's command, he has rejected you as king of Israel. Mm. So note what someone said about rebellion and witchcraft mm. and then stubbornness and idolatry. Someone came to know Saul through the Lord. That's Are true. you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It was, it was the Lord who ordered Samuel's steps when he lost his donkey. Mm -hmm. I mean, Saul's steps when he lost his donkey. And then he ended up in Samuel's house. Do you remember that story? Yes. So it was through God. It was through the church. That Samuel came to know Saul. Uh, okay. So if God has rejected Saul, someone should now not go out and hang out with Saul. As if it was the Lord who had a problem with you, but not me. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Don't go back and now be hanging out with Saul and say, oh, it's God who has a problem with you. I don't have any problem with you. You, I mean, we have been friends since you came to, since I came to know you, because I'm telling you that someone really, really likes Saul. Oh, yes. Yes. Someone really likes Saul. Someone lamented when he heard about what has happened to Saul. Mm. It was even God who came to some, someone and said, enough, stop crying for Saul. Mm. Mm. So don't come now. If God, if it is through God who, because of God that he came to know Saul. What a preacher. What a revelation. So if he has come to know Saul through God and God mm. has rejected him for his stubbornness, which is a sign of witchcraft, you don't go and follow. So when Saul said, now come and follow me, come out with me, you don't go and follow because it was through God that you came to know Saul. Yeah. And you don't come and say to Saul that, uh, I, you know, this is how they are. If they yeah. are the ones that have a problem Since with you, I don't have any problem with you. You are still my friend. <laughs> that is why when there's someone who is an orangu, we don't go back and hang out with an orangu because a stubbornness is a sign of witchcraft. Amen. Amen. Wow. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with yes. you. Yes, you are teaching. And make that, that make the pastor look at he's the one who is a bad person. Yeah. Make God look like he's a bad person. Yeah, but you, you are a good person. They check there are some way. You, you are serious. cool. You are not serious. You hang out with them. <laughs> Someone said, I will not go. God has rejected you. I'm not coming with you. Mm. What a preacher. Uh, I'm telling you, someone really likes all. Oh, yeah. Someone likes all. So no matter how you like a person, if God has rejected that person, you don't go with that person. Even a wife, even a wife, sometimes. Even a wife. Change, you have to change your mind. Yes. Hey. <laughs> hey. God has rejected. Seriously, yes. Thank you. <laughs> so you don't go and make God look bad. Yeah. Make God look bad as if God is the one that has a problem. God can stand people like you. You are preaching. Are you understand what I'm sharing with oh, you? Oh, yes. God blessing us. Anyway, so um uh -huh. we probably can end here, you know, uh -huh. and I'll leave you to continue the rest. The rest, don't be stubborn. Number six, number seven, don't avoid iniquity. Number eight, avoid idolatry. And number nine, don't fear the people. Put your hands together for the Lord. That has been the service. Wow. Wonderful. Are you blessed this afternoon? Oh, we are super blessed. Father, we are thankful and grateful. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your revelations. Father, forgive us of our sins. Amen. There are many times that we don't understand certain things. There are many people, Lord, who have come in our company, who have come in our midst, Lord, and have shown signs of stubbornness. And Lord, we did not understand. Even as we reject them, Lord, we welcome them. We pray for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh Lord, that you deliver us from all these steps that lead to us losing the anointing, losing your spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. We ask, oh God, that you draw us closer and closer to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed, please don't sit down. Why are you quickly sitting down? Are you tired?
No. All of you stand up. I've been standing all this through the service. Don't you know that? Yeah. And I miss you. I like to see you dancing, standing. We are saying, we are praying. So with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give everyone here a chance. If you are not born again and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to give you this opportunity to receive Christ as your savior. Many people do not know who Christ is, but Jesus Christ, the son of God, the savior of the world. This afternoon, I want to offer you the great gift of salvation from Jesus Christ. So if there's anyone here who is willing and ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your savior, I want to pray with you. I want you to join me and say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. To be called one of your children. To be called one of your children. But this afternoon. This afternoon. I come before you. I come before you. With a heart of repentance. With a heart of repentance. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. Saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sing, Shana. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you